Well, our next guest is New Zealand's only two-time Olympic medalist in the 1500 metres. He won the silver medal at the 08 Olympics in Beijing and bronze at the 2016 Olympics in Rio. He holds the national and Oceania record for the same distance, claimed three consecutive Commonwealth Games medals between 06 and 2014, and last week, just last week, broke the under four minutes in the mile for a record 19th year in a row. Think about that, 19th year in a row, breaking a tie with fellow Kiwi, one of the great Sir John... Walker. He's currently got his sights set on the Tokyo Olympics, so fingers crossed for that. It's a great pleasure to welcome live from Michigan in the States, Nick Willis on the program for Six and a Song. Hello, Nick. Hello, Nick. Hey, you guys. It's pleasure to be on the call. <laughs> Mate, it is really, really nice to talk to you. You're not the only great runner in your family. Your brother was also good at it, wasn't he? Yeah, he was sort of the, the role model, a hero for me that I, I followed up through the ranks. He ran a sub four minute mile himself and... Um, He's now heading up the distance running division for Athletics New Zealand. Right. Oh, extraordinary. Now, look, I was just mentioning while we, while we waited to get the connection back again, Nick, um, you almost broke the four-minute mile when you were still at school. I find that quite extraordinary. Yeah, I was, uh, I was just, school had just finished and at the, the famous Cook's Gardens track where Peter Snell broke the world record, um, I managed to to get ever so close, but it was probably a blessing in disguise. I ran a 401 mile, but... Had I managed to slip under, it might have put probably more unnecessary yeah. pressure on me that I already had on myself anyway. So it probably ended up being a good thing. But no, that was definitely a, a door opener for me. It gave me a lot of opportunities that fortunately I was able to capitalise on. Quite amazing. Nick, there's been a few records of Sir John Walker's which you've beaten over your career, including, of course, this recent one, the phenomenal 19 years straight of sub-four-minute miles. What, I mean... Do records motivate you now? Is that what keeps you in it? Uh, I, I'll be honest here that I probably created this idea of it being a record. I'm sure <laughs> Sir John probably didn't even know it existed. But um, as you said, I need to find things to, to, to stay motivated. And you're not going to become a world record holder or Olympic champion necessarily at 37 years of age. So I've got to find my own ways to to have a chance to to challenge the, the greats that we've had. Haven't we had some amazing milers from New Zealand? So it's mm. just an honour to have an opportunity to try and race against their, I guess, ghosts when they were in their prime, and um, it's, a, it's a great, great privilege. Too right. Now, one of the things that us mere mortals wonder about, Nick, about great sports people like yourself, you're in a final of the Olympics. What sort of headspace are you in for that, and, and are there certain things you do to get you prepared mentally for such a huge challenge? Yeah, it really um, depends, Phil, on how the preparation has gone and training and all of the, the lead-up time to it. And I'll be honest, the times when it went really well in, in Beijing and Rio, like there was there was a, a supreme calm and confidence that um, came over me. I guess much like we used to talk about Peter Snell and John Walker, they had ice in their veins and they knew that things were going to go well. And there's this air of confidence, you just know it is. And that's because you've done all of the work, everything has been done and you haven't made any errors or calculations and trying to time your peak. But deep down, I think I knew in London when I didn't have the best race in the final that I probably had overcooked myself several weeks early and I was trying to bluff myself that I was in great shape. But I think deep down I, I knew I wasn't. And so, um, yeah, it was there was a lot more nerves and lack of confidence on that start line. So it all comes down to the preparation and trust in, in your team who's helped um, make all of the planning. Even though, of course, you are supremely fit, Nick. I mean, it's a very physical thing you're doing. Do you wake up after a big race like an old man? Uh, it's not that I feel achy and bruisy, to be honest, Phil. Um, now that I've got young kids, I've got a seven-year-old and a three-year-old, and 
They've got me jumping on the trampoline and we go to the skate park. They've now got me back on the ski fields. So I'm back on my snowboard. So I'm actually doing a lot of fun exercises, which are using my body in lots of different ways. So I'm probably more agile and nimble and sort of less croaky when I wake up because I'm using those muscles all the time. But the main thing is it just takes me more days to um, to get back to I'm really at, on my A game. I, I used to probably do a, a really hard workout, ones where you're sort of on your hands and knees at the end of the workout, really busting your butt probably every three or four days, whereas now it's probably every fifth or sixth day that I can afford to do that. So the the harder efforts are fewer and further between, um, but still able to um, knock them out every now and then. Mm. Nick, one of the things over the summer holidays here in New Zealand, I actually had, um, I can't explain why exactly, but I thoroughly enjoyed rereading Murray Helberg's book. And he talks about the friendships. It's back in the old amateur days when they'd, you know, go around Europe and even in New Zealand sometimes, even when after he'd been to the Olympics, he and Roy Williams used to backpack. Do you have buddies amongst the people, the international people that you've raced against over your very, very extensive career? Oh, absolutely. That's the the number one highlight of it all. Sure, it's great to win medals. Sure, it's great to have got to go to these pretty um, exotic places like Monaco is one of my favourite tracks to race on. But it's the it's the time you've spent with buddies, not in, just in races, but in training, when you're really putting in the hard yards, the 22 milers, as Peter Snell and those guys used to put together. That's the stuff that really forms that camaraderie and bond that will last a lifetime. And um, I think that's also what's made it harder the last several years as I'm getting on in my years and all my competitors are much younger, so my oh. peers are not on the circuit anymore. So I've had to sort of re-establish new friendships and I guess I sort of feel more like an uncle or often they say they call me sir when they come up and introduce themselves to me sometimes so that can be a little bit awkward well maybe the sir thing's prophetic maybe that that might be in your future there Nick the way way you're running at the moment I just can we just before we go to the break talk about the Tokyo Olympics because there's been so much speculation about will it won't it happen even as recently as the last sort of six or eight hours that must be awful as an athlete for you sort of thinking, well, am I going to be competing? Has it affected you? Uh, I'm very empathetic to a lot of the younger athletes, people who this is perhaps their one shot at making the games when they've got a lot of other things going on in their lives or that they haven't made it there yet. But let's face it, I've been there four times before. Um, it would be wonderful if I if I do get that opportunity. But I, it's it's not going to hold me back from other things that I'm doing in my days and my week. I'm not quite making 100% of the sacrifices I used to make. I still train really hard, but I take a few more risks these days. As I said, I'm back on my snowboard and skateboard and stuff. So yeah. um, I, I'm trying my best to, to get to the games, and it'll be great to be there. But I, I won't be. It won't shatter my year if the games are cancelled. That's a great attitude. I mean, you, you, yeah. are you expecting to medal? Uh, I guess I've never really expected to medal. You, you hope to give yourself a chance, right? The more times mm. you're on the start line and you're healthy and you've got the fitness mm. and you're confident, the, that's the beauty of the Olympics. The, the pressure gets to a lot of guys that it doesn't at the Grand Prix races or the World Championships. And um, now that I've got a number there under my bag, I guess that gives me that avenue to sort of rely upon. But um, let's face it, I'm 37. It's it's not something I absolutely shouldn't expect. I haven't really performed at the same level I have um, from a couple of years ago. But there's always a chance, um, yeah. and you've got to put yourself in there to give yourself that chance. Absolutely. Nick Willis is with us in Michigan. Thank you again, Nick, for your time. We've got a couple of quick-fire questions coming, then we'll get your choice of song in just a moment at Newstalk ZB. So there, hopefully we've got our Kiwi running great back on the line. Nick Willis, thank you again, Nick, for your time, mate. Uh, you're most welcome. No worries at all. Now, Nick, 
Just very quickly, Phil here. So just I understand I always enjoy watching Simon feel slightly embarrassed, and I understand you've got a tape that involves a young Simon Barnett involved in some sport of, sort of sporting thing. Can you tell us about that, mate? I wouldn't even say it's that embarrassing, Simon, but um, <laughs> we were going through some old VHS tapes today, and I found some recordings of the old Clash of the Codes, so you're looking very sprightly in your stubbies there, <laughs> um, setting up one of the courses. <laughs> what I am curious is, did, did you ever get to compete in one of those races? Because as a child, that was like, my favourite show to watch every week. It was awesome. Oh, that is so nice to hear. I, do you know what, Nick? I loved doing Clash of the Codes, and I just had this newfound respect for how incredible you athletes are in a in a whole range of disciplines as well. So, yes, well, you've done enough sucking up to Nick. Tell the man <laughs> whether you competed in any of the races. So. I only I only tried just because I'm, I am competitive, Nick. I tried. There was one episode where the athletes had to climb. At the time, it was called the Coopers and Lybrand Tower in oh, Auckland, yeah, yeah. and it was Auckland's tallest building. And I had a go at that. It was 41 flights at the time, and I just remember getting to flight number 20 and going, I flagged this. So I'm, <laughs> I'm a host. I'm not an athlete. But do you know, Nick, who, who actually won that? that it, now, the, we had sprinters and, and long-distance runners. Do you know who won that event to get to the top of the building the fastest? I do remember that the, um, the aerobics athletes used to do pretty well. They did. It was actually uh, Ferguson, Ian Ferguson. Ian Ferguson, the, the kayaker. kayaker. Oh, he did. Wow. He, he got Berg. up there and he just had this incredible aerobic ability, Nick. I've yeah. never seen any guy quite oh, that like him. He's a legend. Yep. That's extraordinary. Yeah, it really was. Right, then. Nick, let's whip into some rapid fire questions for you. Um, so, can we just begin by asking what's your most extravagant purchase you've ever made? Uh, I just bought a Honda Odyssey van a couple of months ago. I don't know. <laughs> I'm now a soccer dad. I don't know if that's extravagant, but we, we're no. certainly a nice item. I, I bought six skateboards this past year as well. Those are probably my most um, sort of nostalgic purchases. Good. Oh, good man. In New Zealand, what would be your favourite holiday spot if you could suddenly the world change and you're allowed to come here quite easily? Uh, in the middle of summer, Lake Hawaii, there's no better spot. No one around, perfect skimming stones in the glassy lake. That's, that's my jam. Sounds beautiful. If you could invite any three people to dinner alive, they have to be alive, who would you invite? Uh, that's a real tough one. Um, I'd love to just get my my sister and my brother and um, and my dad together because she's in England, my dad and um, brother in New Zealand. I'm in the US during the pandemic, so that would really probably be a good time. Yeah, very nice. It would be fabulous. What's the last book or movie, or if you want to give us both, that's absolutely fine, the last book or movie that you've enjoyed? My dad actually just wrote a novel um, and that was that was a good time, but I've also been reading the Matthew McConaughey um, biography, which has been fascinating. Ah, yeah, I gave that as a gift to uh, my youngest daughter for uh, Christmas. I want to read she that. Loved yeah, it cause yeah. She loved because she's a big Matthew McConaughey fan, and I, I gather it's very entertaining, Nick. It's a quick read, but it's also one that you can just pick up for ten minutes and just do it yeah. piecemeal when you're busy with two kids. So that's what I love yeah. about it as well. <laughs> very good, good. Nick. Thank you so much for your time. Just before we let you go, if it's not too much trouble, can we get a song choice from you? What song would you love to hear, and why, please? Yeah, the the choice I got, I figured I'm um, calling from the US to. New Zealand, um, so it seemed appropriate. Orphan's Kingdom by Brooke Fraser, and the reason is, is because several years ago, my wife and I went to watch Brooke perform in Chicago, and that was her opening song, and it was just awesome to hear a woman from my hometown, Aloha Hut, sort of captivating an audience in one of the great cities in the U.S. It was sort of a full circle experience for me. It was, yeah, it was it just kicked off an amazing night being at the front row, hearing her just 
belt her beautiful voice out. Amazing. Fantastic. Fantastic choice. Great artist. And you are a wonderful man. Nick, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Nick. Hey, you're most welcome. Thanks, guys. Have a good summer. And you too.